Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to the Final Inspection. 105.7 FM, The Fan. It's time for your NASCAR segment. That means it's time for Dennis Michelson and the lovely and talented Lori Monroe from Racetalkradio.com. And Lori, the playoffs continue. Yeah, they continue. And they're going to a track where anybody can win, allegedly. And it's going to be pretty exciting. I'm just glad it isn't the third race in this middle I, I guess what do you call it a segment you don't even know that's the that's the races the races are in segments what do you call this part of the uh the playoff slash chase we're race number in, two we're within the round of 12 we're the middle race in the round of it's, 12 is that what they call it a round yes and we're okay. we're trying to determine oh we're trying to determine who qualifies for the round of eight. Oh, every year every year it's different. Last year, it's so-and-so nation, and it's the chase, and now it's the playoffs. Yes. It really, honestly, I am, I'm getting to the point I'm overwhelmed. You know, I was watching the, the Xfinity race. It's no longer the Nationwide Series. I was watching the Xfinity race from Charlotte last week, and the guys doing the commentary up in the booth, they could not even get anything straight they were confused when it comes down to because it was their elimination race they were coming they were so confused as to how the points were stacking up who was going to be eliminated who has to finish where in each race when it's so confusing that the guys that are supposed to be painting this big picture for us when they're confused how on earth is a simple-minded person like me supposed to keep track of everything it's really to the point. It's way, way, it's overblown. There's way too much going on, too many moving parts. A few years ago, NASCAR made this big change of the point system. And the whole idea was we're simplifying the sport right. so people yeah. from outside of the sport can understand it. Oh, could, good luck. <laughs> could you imagine? Being like a football fan that was upset because the the players were kneeling and you're looking for something else to do on a Sunday <laughs> afternoon. And you go ahead and you listen to this and you're trying to comprehend. And these guys are talking about a race that's in segments with segment yes. points. And, oh, if you win the segment, you get a playoff point. But if yeah. you don't win the segment, then you get a point that goes towards your point total that will help you in the playoffs i could only imagine that after about five minutes of listening to this simple system that takes the announcers 10 minutes to explain it every time that you'd be sitting there changing channels and maybe trying to learn how to crochet or something else because but, but the announcers are confused themselves so oh, yeah. you know new the new the new fans are confused the old fans are confused it's oh, not yeah. easy and then on top of that you throw out terms like PJ1 on the track, and people are going, who's PJ? 
Who's PJ? Did they forget the B? Is it supposed to be PBJ on the track? What is going on? PJ Jones. Maybe he's making a comeback. It is so confusing. I remember when the toughest thing you had to learn as a fan was the difference between loose and tight. And now you get all these terms thrown at you. You get all this other crazy things. Encumbered. Oh, yeah. Encumbered finishes. (laughs) Okay, Laurie Monroe, something's been perplexing me all week, and I need you to explain it to me. There's a rule in NASCAR that says that you cannot work on the car when it is out of the pit box. There is another rule in NASCAR that states that you cannot take equipment outside of the pit box. Can you explain to me why Jimmy Johnson didn't get a one-lap penalty for pitting the car outside the box to fix that last lug nut? Yeah, I don't know. I think they're calling it a safety thing as well, and I don't understand it either. There should have definitely been a penalty. This is so bizarre to me because every week that you go to a race, watch a race, there's some rule that seems to be broken and there's no repercussions for it. Is there any any question why fans are riled up over rules and NASCAR and people breaking rules, meaning NASCAR breaking their own damn rules? It is really weird. It It makes you very confused. You lose confidence. You lose confidence in their judgment. You lose confidence in everything that's going on. And once that happens, everything else just sort of falls apart. And sadly, this is what we see happening. I can't explain it. I'm sorry, I can't. The rule is black and white. The rule states that if you work on the car outside of the pit box, it's a one-lap penalty. It's a severe penalty to discourage guys to do this because it is a safety factor and all that. And this coming on top of a couple of weeks ago where they basically gave the death penalty to Chase Elliott with this huge encumbered penalty for Mm -hmm. a guy adding a piece of tape to the back spoiler when that isn't specifically in the rules. So here you have a rule that is broken and then a rule that is made up. Two weeks difference. And maybe the difference is that it's Jimmy Johnson versus Chase Elliott. I don't know. I don't know. And then you look at a couple weeks ago, the the gas man, the fuel man, putting one foot down when he didn't have a can in his hand. You know, stuff (laughs) like that. It just really, really makes you scratch your head. Yeah, you just almost wonder who's in charge at NASCAR some days. But just very, very bizarre. And, uh, you know, I've been a big critic of this change for next season to add the Roval at Charlotte Motor Speedway instead of racing on the regular track. Yeah. After, after yep. what we saw Sunday, bring on the Roval. <laughs> you have a rule package right now where you basically clean air is worth about two seconds. For sure. So adding the Roval, it might be a joke, but at least it'll give us something to talk about. It'll be different, and that's all it's going to be, because you know there's going to be the same set of bizarre circumstances going on. It doesn't matter what what configuration of track they run. Something crazy is going to happen that's going to make you scratch your head and question, you know, people's people's eyesight, if anything. Yeah, very crazy indeed, and 
Now we're going to Talladega, speaking of crazy. And there's about three or four guys at the bottom of this elimination format that almost need to win to get in. There is such a weird disparity with these points, though, that even guys that are like Chase Elliott's position where he's fourth in points right now and not locked in, it almost looks like he would need a win to guarantee something because everything is so close. This is the only good thing about changing points and changing the system every year is that you have no idea what the right Mm -hmm. strategy is going to be. Yeah, it sort of messes up any strategy you have, you know, coming from the year before and going in and and how to plan anything, which I hate it as a traditional race fan because I love the fact that uh, a crew chief could have books of notes from years and and go back on stuff and see what they did. And now everything's just thrown to the wind because every year it's a different, it's a whole different kettle of fish for everybody. And that's, that's nuts. You know, some new people probably think, Oh, it keeps it fair. You know, everything has to be fair because everybody's cheating and everything has to be fair. Wow. 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 It just drives me absolutely nuts. This is stock car racing. This is stock car racing. And one of the joys of stock car racing was watching guys be innovative. We used to use the word innovative. We didn't call them cheaters. They were innovators. Exactly. Yeah, they don't understand. I, I They, they must have took that word out of the dictionary for the younger people because it doesn't exist. They don't. Yeah. Maybe they don't know what it means. I don't know. Just like they wouldn't let the announcers mention the words clean air last week on the broadcast. It was crazy mm-hmm. stuff. Alrighty, folks, it is time for us to step out and take our first break of the afternoon. But when we come back, the return of Milwaukee's favorite segment. Yes, indeed, folks, we're blowing up somebody still. You're listening to the Final Inspection, 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Final Inspection, 105.7 FM. Dennis and Lori on a Saturday afternoon. You know what that means, folks. We're going to be bringing you some great music and the best sing-along possible. Everybody now. White Lightning! Ah, sing-along with Carbon Supersport. It's our favorite time of the day to blow up somebody's NASCAR still. Laurie Monroe, we've been off for yeah. a couple of weeks, so uh, let yeah. folks of Milwaukee know all about our still blowing segment, please. Absolutely. If something has upset you in the week of racing, we are here to blow it up for you. So head over to racetalkradio.com and you can fill out the form there or send us an email. Let us know what you want blown up, and we just might include you in our weekly still blowing, just like we have Patrick this week. And Patrick has sent me a message, an email saying the still he'd like to blow up is the people assuming that Martin Truex Jr. had a subpar car or was sandbagging the whole race until the end when he won. He says anyone who's watched or followed NASCAR or follows racing knows teams and drivers don't always have the setup that they hit on every time and the cup races are long and the teams adjust and they know how to track changes. So people just back off, you know, they, they worked on the car and they won when everything was said and done. So that's what Patrick has to say. Very good. Now my, 
my still blowing is it comes down to all these yellow walls at Charlotte. Oh Love the God. yellow walls. I always have. What I don't like is the fact that whoever's painting these walls now is spraying over spray all over everything that it's on the track. It goes from the, the, the wall down to the track. You can actually see it. And any place where they don't really show a lot with the camera it's basically like this yellow stuff was crop dusted all over everything. It really looks horrible. And I posted this on Facebook. You might have seen it. And somebody chimed in that they were actually uh, part of the company that originally painted the walls gold back when I guess it was Sprint. And that they had just a few days to change it back to white. And there was never any overspray when they did it. And now apparently Charlotte is in charge of doing this themselves. So that's where all this overspray is coming from. It just it just irritates me that this overspray is all over everything. There was one area down like between the entrance to Pit Road and Turn 4 where it looked like they ran some equipment through the overspray while it was still wet because you could Not see crazy. Little, little pieces of of yellow painting on yeah. the surface, and of course, as the weekend went on, it got covered up with all the uh, rubber marks. But still, you're right, that overspray was disgusting. And, and for Patrick still, my goodness, folks, they put a traction compound on the track. Martin Truex's yeah. car was not working at that part of the track. So as the traction compound went away, his car stayed the same, but everybody who was using the compound got worse. My still blowing this week has to do with one of the NBC announcers. And oh, Lord. When I say that, I leave it wide open because <laughs> there's so many NBC announcers that I could have picked on this week. <laughs> including Dale Jarrett saying the second place finisher has already run into the wall, which was yeah. echoed exactly by Rick Allen. But that was not nearly as, as egregious as the, the line by Clinker Pargelman. And why this guy is a pit road specialist when guys like Mike Massaro and others are out of work right now is beyond me. Maybe he's working for minimum wage. But he raves about the fact that this is the first time in Jamie McMurray's long career in NASCAR that he's made it to the round of 12. Okay, how many years have we had the round of 12? Unbelievable. Yeah. We've only been doing this elimination thing for a few years, so it doesn't matter whether you're Jamie McMurray, who's been in the sport for 10 years, 15 years or some new guy that's only been in it for two or three years you've had the exact yeah. same number of chances to make it yeah. to an elimination round because they haven't been eliminating people for too long so clinker pargelman that's almost as bad as saying that red byron was the first monster cup champion unbelievable yeah. but laurie this week it's not even a contest because your overspray has to win. This yellow paint, yeah. It, it was just, uh, you know, be tidier. Be tidier. Put, you know, tape something off. Y there's actually sprayers that are so accurate. There's no overspray whatsoever. 
So I don't know what they were using. They must have had a bunch of people using the the mouth blow paint or something. It uh, it just looked. I don't know. I just don't like the mess. I think it was a Wagner power sprayer in a forty mile an hour wind. Yeah. While it was raining. Unbelievable. So for the overspray at Charlotte Motor Speedway, send in the bomber. Wait, lightning! The sweet sound of explosions on a Saturday afternoon. Uh, Well, well, folks, before we wrap things up, it's time to talk a little bit of NASCAR news. How about this for a cool way to celebrate the last race by Dale Earnhardt Jr. at Martinsville, then have his wife, Amy, drive the pace car. I love that story. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. What a great opportunity for her as well, though. I think it's it's great. Things that, you know, I I heard Jr. interviewed over this past week, and, and we knew this before. He doesn't want to be given things that just collect dust. So to, to honor him in, in, in ways like they're doing, some of the tracks have been doing, I think it's just been fabulous. So to have his wife uh, uh, lead the field around, I, I think that's fantastic. I was so happy to see that because she is, first of all, from what I've seen, you know, with this lady, she just seems to be a cool person. And it, this is going to mean a lot to both Dale and Amy. To get and this her, on. yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, and yeah. that's the cool part about this. So way to go, Martinsville. You guys have so much in the way of great traditions. I've always said it's like, you know, going back in time to see how NASCAR used to be whenever you go to see a race at Martinsville. But once again, track management at Martinsville does a fantastic job. I'll even forgive you for changing the hot dog a few years ago. <laughs> Also in the NASCAR news, in the junior news, how about this? At Kansas Speedway, the first 19,000 fans in attendance will get a commemorative Dale Jr. pin. I guess if you did that at an Xfinity race, you'd be good for the whole season. Yeah, you'd have a whole bunch left over, definitely. So what's the significance of 19,000? Okay, so there is a significance. Kansas Speedway explains that they picked the number 19,000 because Dale Earnhardt Jr. has been in NASCAR for 19 years. So why don't they just give out 19 of them? Why the, why the thousand? Make it even more special. Why not give I mean, a pin to... When, when, when these people go home and they list it on eBay, they're going to make more than $7. Yeah, if you're going to do 19,000... And you're expecting to draw 60000 to the race? Why not just give everybody a pin? Everybody gets a pin. You get a pin. You get a pin. You get a pin. You get a pin. Amy gets oh. a pin. Junior gets a pin. Why not just give everybody a pin? I thought oh. that was the most ridiculous thing. In fact, Kansas Speedway, if it wasn't for Clinker Pargelman, you would have gotten blown up this week. <laughs> What a lame excuse. They probably go, here's what it was. They probably got a special rate for ordering <laughs> 19,000 of them. From and got a print. And got a, sp- <laughs> exactly. And they got a special card in the mail. And now the good news is the next driver that re- that goes ahead and retires, they can do a commemorative pin because they'll get that 25% off thing from Vistaprint well, as well. 
So they'll be absolutely. Doing well. They probably got their big bonus email already. Oh my goodness! But what a <laughs> lame number to come up with. That's funny. That is funny. Yeah. Anyway, also in the NASCAR news, bad news for Hendrick Motorsports. Liftmaster will not be renewing their contract with the team. They sponsored Casey Kane for four races this year. Didn't see the value and have run away. Lori, I'm really concerned about more and more sponsors leaving. We've already seen Target leave and now another uh, smaller sponsor leave. It's getting a little bit scary for the NASCAR drivers and the teams as they're going to take a big hit on their purse money from the from the sponsorship for Monster next year. Are they also going to be able to survive losing more sponsors like this? Yeah, it is really, really hard to watch this because even... You know, in the past couple of years, you've had teams having to sponsor their own cars. You just look at the the Furniture Row car. You look at this whole monster deal with uh, with Kurt Busch as well. When uh, you know when that was going for this year, I know it's screwed for next year. I don't know. I don't know where this is going. People don't seem to be, or I should say, companies don't seem to be seeing the value in investing in NASCAR. So when you've got their uh, the series sponsor cutting back the way that uh, it's going to happen. I just I just don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with the future. Look at Danica Patrick. It was great she had her Warrior brand on her car last weekend, which got totaled. But still, it's just it's just not the way it used to be. My god, you used to have this rolling banners of 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 sponsors just lining up and happy and and now it's like people are staying away they they, they they're using a 10-foot pole staying away. It's 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 scary. Could be a very scary time for NASCAR in the future. Yeah. Speaking of scary times, it's time for the Talladega Race Predictions. Go ahead and spin your big prize wheel and see who you pick this week to win at Talladega. Well, I spun my wheel, and I'm going to say that uh, he's coming back and he's going to win again. It's going to be Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Wow. That is a great prediction. I am going to go old school prediction on mine that the Wood Brothers and Ryan Blaney will end up in victory lane this week. So two, that would be nice. Two bold predictions of young bold. drivers breaking through for the big victory. Thanks for That's tuning in. That's what we in. do. That's what we do. Thanks for tuning in to the NASCAR segment on the Final Inspection, 105.7 FM, The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.